One, Breaker One, this is Shark Pants Free Radio. Gamers, get your ears on because we're blowing the speakers out. Grimdark Live. It is time for Grimdark Live. This show is for the nerds, the outcasts, the weirdos. And for Shark Pants Gamers? No, not you. Ah, crap. Get ready, all you grimdark goons, for dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf. Only right here on Grimdark Live. Let's hit the fucking road! Welcome to Grimdark Live, your weekly webcast for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and as always, I got Chuck, Justin, and the nicest guy in tabletop wargaming. I got Randy with me. We're back again. You know, folks, it's been a while since we're back. We had to kick a little bit of the dust off and kind of get it all figured out again. In just a minute, we started talking about slanish and perversion and all of Randy's indulgences out there in Spanish Fork, Utah. The wheels came off, and of course, I'm going to blame Chuck on that because you can't blame Randy. Uh, at least you can't blame Randy on Tuesdays. Uh, Justin, <laughs> it's your turn in the barrel tomorrow, buddy. You're getting the blame for everything. Uh, hey, you know what? Whatever. You know, and, and folks, I would like to uh, to mention that uh, this is Justin's fault for all this snow that we're having. How? Hey, you know what, uh, Justin? I need you to roll with this, okay? Come on, we're live in front of other people. They're watching. Hey, you know Just accept the blame. You know what? You know what, Pat? I got lucky because you guys got hit with it. We didn't get touched. <clears throat> hey, Randy, how's the weather out there in Spanish Fork, Utah? How are we doing? Oh, it's fant- it sounds fantastic, you know. We got nothing but sand in between my feet, you know. Sand is gone, sure baby. that that's sand, Randy. Okay. Well, you know, folks, we are uh, we're back after a long hiatus, man. December twenty second or something like that wasn't our last show. That was uh, it was that long ago. Something. Yes, it, yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was a couple months ago. But we're back. We're back, and we're strong. We are. We are. We're back. We're strong, and uh, we we are we are strong, independent gamer dork nerds people <laughs> that's who we are yes no you know what it, it is good to be back i mean you know what we we had some things that we had to get uh situated and worked out and um and uh we had to we had to bail randy out of a few precarious situations and and of course uh you know we had to we had to you know make sure chuck wasn't getting too creative and making us all look like idiots and of course all the stuff that uh that justin had to paint i mean he was painting models his house his nails justin how are your nails how'd they come out by the way See, I'm, I'm I'm glad you didn't show one of them. All right, so <laughs> we are uh, we are back, gang. How you doing, man? We're doing great. Look, look at Chuck. All right, enough of this bull crap. We're doing great. Can we get moving on now? Let's all be professional. It's never going to happen. So yeah, folks, we are going to be talking about Slanash. We got the Heat Knights of Slanash. We're going to be talking about, and of course, you know, we've got some thoughts on that. I guess is the best way to put it. I mean, I think um, I think for the most part, uh, a lot of people are have mixed emotions about this release. And I think we want to try to dive into it. The only way Grimdark knows how we're going to be slightly offensive. We're going to be very insulting. Randy will be a little intelligent. Chuck will be ashamed. He's ever hanging around with us. And Justin, he may crawl under his desk again, but just bear with us. It's going to be pretty good. But, uh, but yeah, we got some other stuff we're going to be talking about too, gang. We got some good stuff in the news and uh, we got the rumor engine. We're the first to talk about the rumor engine. No. um, And so it is Tuesday, isn't it? Yes, it's Tuesday. Is oh this, my gosh! Is this weird to anyone else that like we're we're here on a Tuesday? Is this weird? I don't know. It kind of feels normal right now. Now, before when we'd be doing the show on a different day, right? It may have felt, but now it feels a normal. Yeah, it does. It, I, it, it's kind of a different normal. 
right? What? A good right. normal. Yes. There you go. There you go. But uh, but yeah, thank you very much, gang, for joining us here on tonight's Grim Dark Live. And and if you like our show, please don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe and, and follow us if you haven't already done so. But yeah, you know, gang, welcome back to everybody that's here checking us out and uh, being with us here tonight as we uh, we kick off the show again. And uh, uh, what I do want to say though is we are going to be talking about Slanesh, and it's fitting. I, I think with all the pre-order that's that's been going on and all the rumors that have been coming out this, since this past Saturday. And even though many folks out there have already had the the book kind of the, the previews and all the leaks kind of rammed down their throats, we're going to try to give it our own twist here on, on Grimdark Live. And, and, and you know, uh, we're, we're going to get uh, to the point of a lot of things. I think we have a lot of stuff to share on it. But I think for the most part, you're going to get some original takes on the Army here uh, on, on Grimdark Live and our thoughts. And again, it's our opinion. And our opinion really is the only thing that matters. It is, and I really think that we need to take a focus, especially the listeners, and just listen to our opinions. Really, other opinions at this point don't matter because it's Tuesday, and our minds are made up, and that's how the rest of the week is going to carry on, especially the Warhammer world. Everyone in the world who looks at Age of Sigmar will probably just look at us and take our opinions. I I, I think that there's a lot of truth to that, Chuck. I really do, and I think that uh, for the most part... um, you know, you're you're definitely you're definitely onto something. I mean, Fink Gang, what do you what do you think yes. about uh, our opinion here? Is it, it our opinion is the only one that matters, right? Sure, always. <laughs> Nothing but the best, yeah. yeah, yeah, just the best opinions right here. That's right, that's right. But you know, folks, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna throw something over the fence at you. We've always been doing. We're gonna give you guys the question of the day. Don't answer it now because you don't want to see what Randy's gonna do with that microphone if you do. You don't want to see that at all. It, you know, Chuck saw it once and he's been in therapy for the last you know six seven months. Are you okay, by the way, Chuck? Well, I mean, it, it really sort of affected me psychologically to the point where if I didn't talk about the types of anger issues that. I visualize in front of me, which I think really happened, but they're telling me it didn't. Um, I wouldn't be as good or as <laughs> it really happened, didn't it? it? It really did. It really. Did. I know, Justin, you were saying you thoroughly enjoyed it, but let's, we're not going to have that happen again. <laughs> really enjoyed it. It put me into a deep seated depression. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but here it is, gang. So, so much so. so- Oh, no, go ahead. Please continue. I was going to say so much so that he ended up buying more models. Look at how traumatized he is. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> Randy, we have no idea what you're doing back there. But all right, so here it is. So so here, here's the question of the day, gang, that we're going to be throwing at you guys. So here it is. It, the question of the day, and don't answer it now. If, if you could give just one piece of advice to a brand new player coming into the hobby, what would that advice be? So that's going to be the... Uh, the question of the day coming up here later on on uh, on Grimdark Live. So, but after that, we do have the the rumor engine, and we got some uh, we got some interesting parts in the news, and we got a we got a special video we're going to be showing, aren't we, Chuck? Yes. Uh, I should we can we say a little bit about it, or should we wait? You can you can give them just a little tickle, a snippet, like just the a, the edge of it. Okay. Um, just, so it's hey, hobby hey, related. Hey Chuck, just the tip. So it's hobby related. That's all I can say. <laughs> Because I can't let you guys have any more information than that. Okay. All right. And Randy, you got something, a little something, something for him too, right? Yeah, but I thought his was more bony. Oh, boy. Here we go. All it, right. And, oh and with that, It deals folks, with calcium. Can we... Hey, you Grimdark goons. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. But hey, if you're new to the Grimdark Live experience, please don't forget to subscribe, follow, 
and like our show. This way you'll always know when it's time for Grimdark Live. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for being back. We love all you dice-chucking-boop-sniffing gamer goons. Also, please recommend us to your friends, as Grimdark Live is a great show to get your nerd on every week. And if you like some after-ear action, give our podcast a listen after the live show. The podcast is typically published a couple of days after the live show. The link to the podcast is in the show notes below. And if you're already listening to our podcast, you rock, man. And if that ain't enough for you, check out our website at www.grimdarklive.com. Again, that's grimdarklive.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. I'll say it again. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios are the real terrain nerds you all need to be getting your terrain from. Get your commercial laser-cut MDF bases, silicone molds for resin prints, game and hobby accessories like 15 to 28 millimeter terrain, 15 to 28 millimeter figures, and 15 to 28 millimeter vehicles, and a lot more. Get your nerd on with Six Squared Studios. Check them out at sixsquaredstudios.ca. Again, that's sixsquaredstudios.ca. Six Squared Studios. Hey gang, today's news is brought to you by Six Squared Studios. Yep, an awesome company for all your gaming and hobby needs. Six Squared Studios. I'll say it again, Six Squared Studios. So get your nerd on with Six Squared Studios. Check them out at sixsquaredstudios.ca. Again, that's 6-squaredstudios.ca. Six Squared Studios, where tabletop terrain is made by gamers for gamers. Just like their saying goes, gaming accessories made by gamers for gamers. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Tabletop terrain by expert nerds for exceptional nerds. All right, gang, we are back, and we got the news. We're going to be getting into it. So we got some uh, we got some interesting parts of the news first. But, you know, we, are, we before we get into that, we're going to have to definitely get into the rumor engine because this one is kind of interesting. I don't know if you guys have uh, kind of seen this kind of a, from a from a preemptive kind of a kind of a standpoint, but I mean this thing here. I mean it looks like a one shady looking bird, really. I mean if you think about, it, I mean it's rumor engine of the week. Here it is, man. This time it's a bird, undead bird, shyish bird. I guess that's kind of the same thing, maybe. Uh, what do you guys think, man? What are we looking at here? Well, we got a OCR vulture. I'm I'm leaning that this is going to be towards our uh, our underworlds. Uh, piece that's coming for the the OCR Bone Reaper release for Underworlds. So I'm thinking this might be on one of the bases or actually one of the models included in the kit. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Chuck, what do you think? Um, I'm going to I'm gonna lean towards that, but I'm not going to rule out the possibility that it could be a the uh, Gravelord uh, side of things, whether it's released in like three months or three weeks you know we don't know but it, it is definitely one undead right. uh two of vultures so it's going to be picking flesh on some off of some type of bone i wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if there's a dead body underneath it somehow okay. some way there you go uh and but if you go back to what justin just said bone reapers haven't had any type of what war cry or minor release like that so i wouldn't be surprised if it's that either yeah yeah you know what um i uh 
I, I'm thinking that th that this is uh, this is more proof that we're walking down the path to get closer to something like vampires, or maybe a revampment of Legions of Nagash, or the or really the expulsion of that whole book entirely with with Soulblight coming out. And I think this is a little sure. a little bit of a tickler on that one. Randy, what do you think? Well, my first thought was it's not a zombie parrot, so it's not you know pirate vampires. So <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, yeah. So <laughs> I was I was actually thinking it's out of the the new Warhammer quests where it's the undead half, you know, probably some some model for the you know for the Warhammer uh, quest line. Could be. Yeah. Could yeah. be. Yeah. Because they have a lot of death rattle skeletons that they showed. Whatever you know, I think it could be. You know, what 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 makes a zombie to a skeleton? You know, the birds that pick the flesh off. You yeah, know. There you right. go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. With everything we got coming, we're gearing up for a pretty hefty vampire, undead something in the next couple months. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking that uh, that 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 you're probably right. I mean, I, they got to be around the corner, and you know, and I know that with the whole pandem pandemic that's happening, you know, COVID, the coof, you know, everything's happening. I know a lot of things have been kind of gummed up over there at GW. So what do they say? They're like six, eight months behind in all their deliverables or something like that. Yeah, it's anywhere from six yeah. months to a year. Yeah. 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 So I, I think I think what we're going to see here is we're probably going to see what would you think maybe uh, April maybe early May for vampires maybe a little later but maybe end of May I would I would go maybe towards end of May early June yeah because I would, yeah, I would they, go ahead I was just going to say if if they drop that then uh, I I think we're going to see grave lords and either like a combo box campaign box or dual box and then you'll have the uh, normal books drop in the summer like our generals like compendium or whatever sure. rules update or points update yeah sure okay all right so i mean it's kind of interesting but you know what i, I do like this uh this rumor engine i, I like the idea of what what we're going to be hopefully getting here which is which is mm -hmm. which is vampires now here's the funny thing about this and i don't know if you guys ever do this but i really don't care for vampires as an army or or soul blight you know they're not really my cup of tea it's not my jam but uh i can definitely I love playing against them, and I love the enthusiasm that their players have. Does that make sense, or, or no? Oh yeah, definitely. So I, I kind of take the opposite side, though, because you know I, I actually enjoy playing death armies, so undead vampires, things like that. That is kind of my my cup of tea and my go-to. And when these hit, they will be on my painting table in a heartbeat. Yeah, but but Justin, you you play like every army, dude. I mean, in in all fairness. <laughs> Well, that is true, but there hasn't been a very good vampire release in what six years. Well, something so, like that, and unlike and unlike Randy, who owns every army, or I think in like triplicate of every army, isn't it, Randy? Well, the only reason why I actually picked up vampire models is because in end times they actually combined it with tomb kings. You know, I just I I enjoyed the tomb kings aesthetic, but not the the vampires, whatever. But then when you could combine the two, I ended up picking up the rest of the models. Yeah, folks, so. if you just heard that, that's the excuse of an addict. That's how an addict introduces their problem. <laughs> gotta gotta have them all. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> gotta have them all. Like Pokemon. Oh, no, that, see, thanks for keeping it creepy. With that, let's move on wow. to the next portion of the news. There's something creepy about Chuck singing about Pokemon. I don't know. I, that, I might need therapy now. All right, so we're moving on. We got price leaks, man. We got price oh, leaks yeah. that are happening now. The interesting thing about these price leaks, I don't, have you guys seen these before? A couple of them, yes. Well, what's interesting about these price leaks to me is that um, this is ahead of the Saturday's reveals that are going to be happening this this Saturday. 
and some store leaked these online and it does look like for once when we get a freaking price leak that they're actually in u.s dollars i don't i don't think this is pounds yeah. or anything like that so um but but definitely this is uh leaks and and some of these things actually look kind of um kind of interesting i mean you know i'm let's stick with the slanish thing since, since we're going to be talking yep. about those perverts on, on tonight's show i mean we got the Heat Knights of Slanash War Scroll cards. I, they're showing 20 bucks on those things. That's kind of believable. Uh, Battle Tome Heat Knights yeah. of Slanash, $32.50. Um, you know, and, and it looks like some of these things are pretty reasonably priced. I mean, even though I'm not yes. I'm not a 40K guy in, in terms of playing it. I love the lore, by the way, for all you 40K laser junkies out there. But um, Killzone. You know, uh, that that thing is listed at, at 80 bucks. That's a heck of a deal for a box set like that. So... I think these prices, and this this came from a store apparently. So, uh, I think well, uh, I think I think we're we're headed in the right direction more than just a rumor. The the price you're looking at there is the retail price, is the price the store can buy it for, not for what's on. Oh, uh, are you sure about that? Okay, yes, yeah, maybe, because, maybe you're right. Because, because all the prices for the war scrolls and all that are actually already on the GW site, and uh, Glutos, the 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 Lord of Gluttony is ninety dollars to the store. It's one hundred and fifteen on the GW site. Oh, so so, so they're those, not, so so those stores aren't really making that much. You're telling me that that no. that that if if I have Happy Hollanders, you know, toy store, and that's not a I just made that up, folks. But let let's take one of our five. <laughs> let's take GameStorm. So you're going to tell me that good old John over there in Lamont, Illinois, GameStorm, one of the greatest independent stores ever that's ever been put on the planet. You should check them out if you haven't checked them out or been anywhere around Lamont. There's probably something wrong with you personally. I can help you with that problem if you just walk into GameStorm. How do you like that for now? Um, but you're going to tell me that they're going to they're going to chuck ninety bucks over the fence for that, and then only mark it up like uh, I'm actually going to do the math on that. So you said you said it's what, Justin? Say that price one more time. One hundred and fifteen on the website. Hundred and fifteen. Yeah, he's a hundred. He's hundred and fifteen. Yep. Okay. So so. And then you have the uh, the Lord of Pain. Which is twenty two fifty on that list is going for thirty dollars, and the shard speaker is going for thirty dollars on the website. Okay, so that's basically those what you pay in the store would be the hundred fifteen. Yeah, I mean, so that's 30, like 30. that's like that's like a twenty twenty percent markup. Right. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's okay. I, it just seems like I don't know. I guess, I guess years of, of being in this hobby, when everyone talks about how expensive they are and what the markup is, you you tend to think that you know you're getting raked over the coals. But I guess maybe. Maybe maybe every time those independent game store guys tell you they're taking a haircut on GW products, they're not lying to you. Well, that could also be the cost per one unit, and they might actually get a bigger discount if they buy them. In well, the yeah, sure, their, their modification factor, right? But yeah. Um, yeah. interesting though, interesting on the price leaks. So a lot of these things look good. I mean, did you guys any of these price leaks? Did you guys saw it? Did anything jump out at you? Well, I noticed that the archers on foot, and I'm forgetting what their name is offhand. Was uh, Blizzbarb archers yep. that they are fifty for ten, which I thought was a pretty good price point, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Considering you can't have what more than twenty models in in, in a slanash unit, so. But I mean, you're getting it for five dollars a model. We're not paying, you know, fifteen dollars for one model or twenty. Sure. We're we're getting it at a decent cost. That's true. That's true. Right, yeah. but the Twin Souls and the pain, bring, the pain Bringers are $60 for five, kind of like the all of the Lumineth stuff that's, you know, five models for 60 bucks as well. So they sure. kept they kept all that in kind of the same level of payment, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how big those units can actually be maxed out on, on those, the Mirrodins and those Pain Bringers and stuff of that matter, but 
you know, if they're 20 man units and you're paying 60 bucks a pop, that's yeah. $240 a unit for a 20 man unit. That's, that's pretty hefty right there. Sure. sure. Right. What about the blood fiends? Do you guys think that $50 for three is a good price? Uh, you, you know, I, I want to say yes, but I, I'm a little leery of, I'm going to say, yeah, that's about normal. I mean, that, that, okay. that's, I mean, it's a little bit of an inflation, but that's sign of the times, right? I mean, we're heading into a, a, a new world, new year, you know, uh, age of Sigmar 3.0 is right around the corner. So I think that's pretty fair and reasonable. What I'm worried about yeah. is, um, you know, and we're going to get into this a little bit when we talk about the army, kind of the things we've already heard and, and, and get our opinions, but I, I'm a little concerned about the uh, units themselves, but that's, that's for a little bit later, but, um, but yeah, I, th- I think the price point's okay, Chuck. I, I really do. I yeah. think, I think it's okay. Um, but yeah, so, so that's the price points. I mean, and we're going to obviously, you know, know all that, um, here very soon, but, uh, moving on, we got the Saturday reveals that's going to be happening, uh, this coming Saturday. So what do you guys think, man? What are we going to be, uh, what, what can we expect when, when it goes live for us here in the, the, the greater Chicagoland area at around uh, 7.45 in the morning? I truthfully don't know. I mean, the, the title of this one is Lords of the Mortal Realms, which leads you to think that there's going to be hero models popping out of every aspect of the games and all over the place. So we might see them in AOS. We'll probably see the heroes from 40K. Probably the new here, some of the more heroes from the new hero quest that's coming, you know, I mean, it's hard to say with, with Lords of the Mortal Realms being your title. Yeah. 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 It is a little bit generic, kind of like how he was getting at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to tell you, there hasn't been too many reveals that they've had that I haven't cared for. I mean, Randy, what, what are you thinking, man? When, when we look at this reveal that's coming down the pike on Saturday, what do you think? Yeah, I was more thinking of the, the Warhammer quest, you know, line and... Yeah, maybe some 40k stuff. So, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, I watch these things. I'm a little junky for them. You know, get up at you know, I'll be I'll be there watching it in my pajamas at 7:45 in the morning. See, there's a creepy thought. I, I do have Drinking to say the that coffee. there. I do have to say that there was some interesting um, images that came across Facebook, and Twitter, and places like that that were shadows of models that. I don't think we've seen before. I mean, we had a few of them that looked like undead things like that, but there was one that yeah. caught my eye that kind of looked like it was a Lumineth hero. And I'm oh, with like the the fan yeah. behind it, yeah, yeah, the trifold fan, the trifold fan. And I'm like, I'm thinking, is there another Lumineth hero in the works too that we haven't seen? You know, they're so, gonna, I, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk negatively about the army anymore. I'm, I'm past that. But I think the, I, let, let's all, let's, let's, let's be honest with you. I think the mechanics of the army is incredible. Just talking about mm-hmm. Lumineth here. I think yes, uh, Justin. I think you're right. I think they're gonna come out with some type of a hero or something because I think they gotta feed the. I got to. I think they got to feed the initiative on this army a little bit. I think they gotta actually uh, draw people into accepting it. I think that's happening. I really do. But um, I think the taste for Lumineth is going to fall in with those particular gamers that like, say, Seraphon. You know, you don't see a lot of Seraphon armies out there, but those people that play that army are really committed to that army. So I think you're going to see that with a certain ilk of the gaming community with Lumineth. Again, I'm an old, a former High Elf player. I love the Lumineth. Uh, what they could have been, the High Elves, I mean. Uh, but the, the aesthetics of the Lumineth, just I couldn't wrap my brain around yaks and you know, big cows on tippy-toe hats. I just couldn't do it. It, it just wasn't my deal. But the mechanics are fantastic. So I, I think, yeah, I think they're going to come out with a hero because they have to kind of feed the machine a little bit to get a little enthusiasm with the army, I think. 
Yeah. I'm almost wondering if that hero, though, is going to tie in with the second Broken Rum book that's coming, too. Because we know we have another book coming anytime. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so. going to be, hopefully, that's going to be Nurgle. Well, the next book is Techless. So, I mean, we know we know Broken Realm 2 is Techless. So, I'm wondering how much they're putting into that book. Oh, I, I wasn't aware that the next one, I thought the next one was, was but it doesn't matter. So, okay. So, it's going to be Techless, not Nurgle. Okay. Right. All right. All right, well, good stuff, man. And, and Randy, you got a little bit of an intro here on the news tonight, man. So, so let let us have it, man. What are you going to be showing us? So uh, I'm starting to do more of my take ones, and I'm, you know, the next one is another uh, Anvil of Apotheosis, and it's based around the old uh, fifth edition uh, Arbol, the undefeated. You know, I went through went some through some of his history. Uh, Basically, did a quick review of his old rules this just to see e- how close I could, you know, match match them up with using the the rules. And you know, I made a good like rounded two hundred point character to to use in a in a corn army. And and eventually, it's going to lead into uh, choosing two of them that I uh, two characters that I made for like out of the anvil uh, in in a battle report uh, later. Uh, as you know, my my first my first one was the 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 BSB rules and, sure. you know, use the goblin to, to do that. And I got a, you know, two or three more characters in mind. And then, uh, basically going to put it out there, like, you know, comment like, Oh, I would like to see this, you know, this guy versus this guy in a, in a battle report. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll play it out on, on camera. So very cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we're looking forward to that. Now, no, you got one. No, if you set up before and I missed it, but you got one that's ready to drop here pretty soon. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's gonna upload after the show. Cool. So, cool. And yeah. folks, if you, if you guys know anything about Randy and his take ones, I mean, he's really kind of. It's really kind of his thing, and his box openings, his his walkthroughs of different units, and are just good stuff, man. And you know, like I said, you're not gonna get better content from anyone, not especially the nicest guy in tabletop wargaming. That's Randy. And you know what? He films everything exclusively in Spanish Fork, Utah. Now, how do you coordinate that with being a polygamist? <laughs> Is that like how do you get the time to do that, Randy? Well, you get to assign all the all, all the different you know wives into uh, you know their their useful categories. So let's see. All right, there's a man of organization. Well, I wonder how many complaints we're gonna get on that, Randy. And please address all those to Randy, the nicest guy in tabletop wargaming. All right, but Chuck, uh, it's, it's it's your turn in the barrel, man. Now you got some stuff that uh, uh, that that you're gonna be um, showing us, man. Yeah, so so just to kind of give everybody like a warm up to the video. So I made a video um, regarding another conversion that I did. This one is again, you know, fairly comparable to the ones I've done before. Maybe not as elaborate. Uh, it is still currently unpainted. I, I have not, you know, primed this thing because of the weather outside. So I have yet to get to that. But um, it is multiple Games Workshop kits. It contains a a merworm in the front from Forge World. And uh, a large mausoleum that's 3D printed with a uh, modified skeleton with uh, wings and demonic horns on top. Very cool. Um, so, so it is all over the place. I know it, it's probably not going to be uh, ideal for everybody, but I thought it was kind of neat and I was motivated by whatever. No, you know what? I mean, Chuck, I've been watching this thing kind of, you know, when it started out as, as, as a, just a bunch of squ- swear words and gray plastic. And it's, uh, <laughs> honestly, it, it's really cool to see, see this thing evolve. And I know that if anybody has been, been in and around Twitter and kind of seen what Chuck has done, I mean, it, 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 it's cool to see these things, you know, come about. And, uh, and, and you, you got talent, dude. I mean, it's good yeah. stuff. I'm, I'm showing a, a portion of the video right here. And of course, no sound because yep. we want to hear Chuck's 
wonderful voice. Um, sure. <laughs> but there, now you, you put this thing up on, on YouTube and links and all that kind of stuff, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and all the pictures are on my Twitter profile, but you can go to this video and watch all of it. So basically, um, the the beginning of the video shows Barry, which is a Mega Gargant that I converted before, probably about three months ago. And then I got uh, sort of motivated to make a second Barry called Glowgarg Dire Gorger, which is a, a demonic giant with flying wings, a big, you know, scythe weapon in his hand um, on top of a mausoleum. So... Um, I get everything from various kits. I give a lot more details in the video, but I thought it came out nice. Uh, he does stand about 12 to 13 inches tall. Jesus. Um, <laughs> lots of uh, Mega Gargant bits from the Games Workshop kit that we all love, the Mega Gargant. I think it's it, it's one of the most versatile kits out there. Yes, it's sure. expensive, um, but you can find deals, you know, uh, save your money up or go to the local game store, support the FLGSs out there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I use green stuff. I put Archaeon's horns on top of a skull. Um, and that was like the head. I went through a phase one of the head with bad Squiddo Games uh, heads, but then it wasn't big enough. So then I slapped on a second head because I wanted Archaeon's horns on there. And Very cool. Uh, yeah, I'm... <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, I'll tell you, we'll also link to the uh, the video in the show notes below. And so so check it out. And, and of course, uh, we'll have that up also at uh, Grimdark Live's uh, Facebook page. So we will uh, we'll, we'll head to that. But all right, very cool, man. Well, I'll tell you what, we are going to be right back and we're going to be talking about some perverts. And I don't mean Randy. A public service announcement brought to you by Frag Factory 3D Printing. Many of us have thousands of dollars in miniatures, yet we play on flat tables with books and overturned Tupperware to act as our fantasy and sci-fi landscapes. We've all drooled over the tables we see in magazines lush with beautifully created terrain from all genres. The crew at Frag Factory 3D Printing want to wipe that drool from your chin and put it firmly on your friends and fellow gamers when they see your setup. Alien landscapes, desert wastelands, futuristic cities, fantasy outposts, elven forests, demonic stronghold, and so much more. Find out what you've been missing by checking us out on Facebook at Frag Factory 3D Printing or send us an email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com. Bring your own files or we will help you find what you've been searching for. Take your gaming to the next level with Frag Factory 3D Printing. We print life into your games. Tell them Grimdark Live sent you and your first hour of printing is free. Hey gang, in all seriousness, Get your terrain on the table and get it with Frag Factory 3D Printing. And remember, tell them Grimdark Live sent you and they'll give you one hour free. You can get them via email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com or their Facebook page, Frag Factory 3D Printing. Frag Factory 3D Printing. Printing life into your games. Now, back to the show. All right, here we are, man. We are talking perverts. We got uh, we got Slanesh in the house, and that's going to be our main topic here tonight on Grimdark Live. So, again, thanks for everybody for for joining us and being with us, man. On on, on a Tuesday, this is our new night, so you're going to be uh, you're going to be seeing a lot more of us on Tuesdays, and a lot more good stuff coming up. But here we go. Let's get into the uh, let's get into the Slanesh here. So, gang, I want to I want to kind of start from the top and work our way down on this one. So, the Heat Knights of Slanesh. Now, I'm holding. What I like to consider still the new book, sort of, right? I mean, yeah. Here's the thing, gang, and I kind of want to get the two cents in a tin can on this. I mean, uh, 
the Heat Netches Lanash release has been, I think, a real head-scratcher for me, and I think possibly quite a difficult faction for even Games Workshop to deal with, personally. Um, it, it does seem to me, and this is just one man's opinion here, but I want to hear what you guys have to say as well, that um, the, that the previous Battle Tome just came out. I mean, this this book that I'm holding right here in my hands, I mean, I think this thing just came out. I mean, didn't, didn't we just, this thing released, I think, in 2019? I think it was May or late April or something like that of 2019. And yeah. here we are with, with a new book already. Somebody kind of helped me wrap my brain around this one, gang. Well, from what I've been seeing with the Hedonites is they were the, they were kept getting hit with the Nerf bat. They kept getting pushed down into the gutter, so to speak. And part of that was because they just didn't have the model count, the, the unit quantity. Okay. They kind of, they kind of, they, they kind of, got the lumineth treatment in a way you know it's like oh well we have the the demon side of it and but we have nothing else to back it up unless you want to go slave the darkness you know on top of them so they didn't have any backups at all except for demon princes you know demonettes the 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 lawnmowers that we everybody loves you know having these things power slide into their units because you know chipper shredders oh yeah yeah they, they yeah uh, they do the tokyo drift right india but i mean right right or... but now but now we have 22 unit types in one book, which brings them on par with every other chaos deity out there. Okay, so, so to shore that up, Justin, you think that they that this had to happen because they were somehow under strength or under you know basically set back because of FAQs and other stuff, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, so I've, Randy, I've, what do you think? I, yeah, I've I've seen some of some of the new rules for the allegiance abilities and stuff, and. They completely changed it to privity points. It's no longer character based. Right. It's literally if you caused a wound to a model or if a, a a model died out of a unit, you get one depravity point. It's like not not caused by a character across the across the board or whatever. Okay. Well, that's what. Yeah. One of the main things I like also is you can actually take a uh, you just take Slanesh as your allegiance ability and not have to take one of the three hosts so you no longer have to take three to six characters for the one or two two battalions of chariots for the other you know you can actually make a you can actually take your you know beastmen you know detachment and put in you know you know have have an easier time putting in you know in immortals into the unit from slaves of darkness and or beastmen into you know through the through the allegiance, okay. of, you know, into, into the book and stuff. So, like, I think that they cleared that up a lot. Well, and then, also, like, but, said, but, but like, even, uh, even if you were to put yeah. them in, doesn't it aren't, isn't the Hedonites keyword still has to be attached to the unit? Yes, but so, it says so you, you bring may, those you other may, units in. Like, you so. may you may choose a host, though it says. So oh, I see. You, okay. don't, you don't have to. You don't have to play the the one that has the three to five characters as a, a you know a must take battalion or the one that's like you Got have it. to take two to three you know cavalcades or whatever in the chariot one. Okay. You know it's it's literally yeah. So like yeah. Chuck, what's yeah, your up a little bit? Yeah. Uh, you know, so let's, it, I don't want to say, you know, take two steps back and one step forward, but, you know, if we go back to, you know, April, May of 2019, when that book first released, what I think we saw was either one, a misjudgment of rules uh, from Games Workshop themselves, which they tried to quickly then step back by issuing the FAQs, rolling back rules, or trying to fix it, um, or somebody just blatantly didn't play test uh, some of those factions that you could take with whatever sub battalions there might be because what we saw were the multiple keeper of secrets taken with three to five characters like randy just said uh and them getting across the table like justin just mentioned 
in one turn uh, right. with with the uh, basically the stark ability to make your opponent strike last and then them able to attack twice in one turn, potentially in some instances. And I only know that because I was tabled twice and two different GTs last year or a year and a half ago now. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, I've, I don't think I've ever fought anything like this before. And that's with Archaeon taking two uh, combats from a greater demon and uh, him striking last. So he didn't even get to swing. He just like outright died. I'm like, well, this was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've heard what you guys have said, and I kind of want to throw yeah. my, my, my thoughts over the fence. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I don't really recall this army needing an update. And I've heard what everyone said, but I don't, you know, since the army's release, you know, like we said, back in May of 2019 or whatever the heck it was, it's been utter dominance. And Chuck, you just kind of backed that up. That's kind of what led my thought into what I'm saying right now. And, you know, here's the thing. While you saw the occasional outliers, right? I mean, Slanish armies were really holding the top three, maybe five, as I seem to recall, before COVID hit uh, at almost every major tournament. I mean, I remember before Adepticon was even canceled, people were talking about how that they were probably going to be one of the stronger candidates to, to win it. I mean, granted, yeah. Slanish did get nerfed, so I do agree with what you said there, Justin. I do. They, they did get nerfed through multiple FAQs, and, and even the Wrath of the Everchosen supplement book, I think, to a certain extent. But somehow this release seems a bit... Um, unwarranted to me it seems a little rushed a little hasty especially with the book let me say that especially with books like legions of nagash magakin of nurgle uh and 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 Eidneth deepkin are really the three oldest books in age of sigmar 2.0 right now and they're still slugging it out and i'd like to add too i think magakin of nurgle and especially Eidneth deepkin can do pretty damn good against anybody and their books are older than dirt at this point in comparison to where we are in the game so that's my thought. I mean, fair, unfair? What do you think? You're 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 picking at the fence pretty good there. Um, I would say it's a fair assessment, but in the same sense, you have to look at where the Iodin Deacon and the Mag were sitting. They had full armies. So Well, so so it, did so did the Hedonite I mean out of this book no, right here, man. Well, this book now they do. The new one, the old book, they didn't. They only had access to key numbers, so most of the damage and most of the outputs that were having to be put into place were with greater demons. So the whole build... Right, with the characters. Yeah. So the builds were, you had to take three greater demons, you had your little small units of demonettes running around, and then you basically charged forward as fast as you could, did as much damage as you could to get to the priority points to summon in either another greater demon or to rebolster your lines. Okay. But the moment oh, I... you lost a hero, you were done. Yeah, I think what Justin's getting at is in order to make this more of a well-rounded book and not a character-first book, that they something needed to be moved into the scene so that players take more than just you know the three to five common characters to make it more of a of an army as mm-hmm. opposed to an elite right. book. The, okay. the old book is more of a hero hammer book than it was yes. an actual army book. All right, and yeah. and and. and, I, and... I, I'm going to pitch the ball here to you, Randy, in a second, but I mean, this is, I'm still saying, and I'm still going to stick by what I said, that the prospect of a new battle tome for Hedonite to Slanesh is still kind of a bit of a head scratcher to me because I'm just, I just didn't see the army the way that you guys are kind of presenting it to me. I mean, look, Hedonites are certainly at a pivotal point in the lore. All right. I'm, I'm going to kind of back it up to where we are now. Uh, thanks mm-hmm. to the, the, the Broken Realms uh, uh, Marathi book, right? Uh, right? But from some of the leaks I've seen, 
this new book looks very familiar to the he- to, to, to what we currently have or what hedonite players currently have. I don't really see a big difference, uh, a, an astronomical difference. Um, so again, I'm curious as to the need for a new book already. I'm going back to May 2019 to now. And all right. well, one more thing there, but go ahead, Randy. Well, I, all right. So, by, by so the way, Randy, me, being, me, me, yeah, me being a collector of models. So I want to play two units of six fiends, two units of 30 demonettes, and one unit of 10 seekers. That did not fit in any of the, the three uh, allegiance abilities for the hosts. You're talking about in, in, in the May 19, May 2019 book. Correct, because it wasn't an all unit of, of cavalcade chariots. It wasn't three, you know, uh, greater demons. It was like I couldn't play any of the stuff I wanted. So, mm-hmm. are you saying that this new book gives you that opportunity? Correct. Yep. Okay, it so does. let's 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 be let's get beyond that and let's talk about this. Besides the fact that we've all just noticed that Justin is wearing slanish pervert purple. Who knew? No, I'm worried. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so here's um here's where I'm at. I mean. Uh, there's okay granted randy fine there are some big changes on how you accumulate depravity points from what i've i've read and seen on with, with the new units but much of the book is let's just face it randy there it's returning content so is this a, a ground up rework that i'm hearing of the faction um or, or or an evolution of the adjustments made in the faq and and, and wrath of the ever chosen i mean i guess when I, when i'm when i'm looking at is a lot of that stuff could have been handled probably through another FAQ, probably through something else. But but I, what I'm saying is I just felt that the adjustments in the FAQ and the Wrath of the Everchosen was sufficient to at least let the book ride a little longer than cutting it out when it's only been around since May of 2019. That's my thought. It's more of a complete rewrite than an FAQ update kind of situation. I mean, all the depravity point system in the game has been completely hashed and redone. Yeah. And we're going to talk there's, about some of the big changes. Their summoning is a lot faster now. Uh, they have more ways to go about doing it. They are the second Chaos Army that now has, can build an all-shooting list. Okay. Oh. The first. Yeah. All, right, so... all of the new units they have in there, they have they can build an all-fast, quick cavalry shooting list with barbs, Bliss Barb strength, uh, shooters all over the place. So you've got another you know, gun army basically from a chaos army, which we don't see that very often. Usually when we get chaos armies, they're getting your face and beat you to death. These are now quick hitting fast things that can avoid you, but still take the damage at range and give you depravity points to summon greater demons. I mean, the, 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 and all of the allegiance abilities, be it God seeker or any of the other, you know, houses they come from are got reworked. There's there's nothing that's identical to the 2019 book. Well, that, I, that I don't know about that. The, the book the book still still feels very much the same as far as, as that's that's least, But that's my opinion on it. No, no, know, I'm, 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 I'm 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 not I'm not completely discounting it. I'm just we're just as we have this conversation. I think I think from the get go though, I, I think when when you look back at what what the uh, what the the army has been from the get go, the release of the first battle tome is what I mean. Players quickly they they really did realize how broken the faction summoning mechanics was and how every ability that the army had favored heroes. Now, I get all that, and and I do like the fact that it seems that they're moving away from the slanish hero type of uh, ordeal, right? Mm -hmm. So, I I mean, here's the thing. 
I know that those heroes, I mean, they, they were damaging. I get it. I mean, they, they, you know, I think I think one of the rules was uh, they, you know, the heroes could uh, they could swing twice uh, with exploding hit rolls, and um, you know, obviously how deadly the keepers of secrets were going to be. You know, doing mortals on, on sixes to wound. I mean, do you guys recall also? I mean, I'm I'm, t- I'm trying to pump up how the army was pretty good already. Is what I'm where I'm going with this, but. Do you guys recall the the uh, Tome Celestial uh, with the White Dwarf subfaction that was released? I think it was uh, uh, Celesk's uh, own subfaction, which allowed you to double the accumulation of depravity points. So it seems for, like what for, I'm... For, yeah, for characters. It also allowed you to play three Soul Grinders that weren't characters, and you can generate depravity points for having 900 points of Soul Grinders on the table. But what I'm saying is, you, you, with, <laughs> with that one tome, it seemed like that tome was kind of a, a preface set of now the new book, you know, because it seems like yeah. depravity points are easier to come by. And, and here's the thing, and, and, and it was a, a nasty, dirty thing because players were, were literally summoning 2,000 points to the to the table for, you know, and, and for every Keeper of Secrets killed, two more would freaking take its place. So, I guess my point that I'm saying on this army is it was it was pretty breakneck tough already. I guess what I'm speculating on, and we're going to get to here in a little bit, is what the heck do we think this army is going to be when it comes around the corner again? That's what I'm thinking. Right. Well, I mean, we're going to have to adjust to the changes, but what we could see is less of the hero hammer and more units taken because any unit can get you the depravity points you need. Um and in some aspects, I mean, there's other big changes where some of the depravity points that used to generate D3 and D6 points now only give one or D3, which could flatten out the curve from what you were just alluding to. Because if you doubled your points before, but that is no longer the option, mm-hmm. now we have more MSU units that can generate points from shooting or close combat or whatever. Sure. Sure. We also have to look at the fact that the 2021 General's Handbook is coming around the corner as well. And we don't know what that's going to do to battle plans. Well, we don't that's know July, that's right? right? I mean, we, we know that we get right, that in late but, July, early August, somewhere around there. Right. But you have to look at the same thing. And when they did the 2020 release, they changed a lot of things to where you got bonus points for battle line units holding objectives, heroes holding objectives. Absolutely. You know, things yeah, things of that sure. matter. So in a Slanesh army where all of your damage is done by your heroes, you're not going to put a hero babysitting a battle point okay. you know, to generate additional points. They need to be up in the thick of things. So having extra units come into place like Bliss Bar, you know, Striders, they can sit there and run across the field, take an objective, and since it can be constituted as a battle line based upon a hero choice or something sure. of that matter in the book, now, oh, that point was worth two points this round, but it's three points because you have a battle line unit that didn't exist. They can get there, and I'm having a feeling these things are going to have a 14-inch move with a 16-inch range bow. That puts them at an effective, what, 30-inch threat 30. range? Yeah, 30. So you got a 30-inch fast cavalry threat range-based unit that now takes an objective, and it's worth three points for that turn instead of two. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, I, I think it, I think it goes without saying that, that Slanesh has always been breakneck fast. I mean, we, we've said a thousand times before. Yes. I mean, speed is kind of their thing. They're, they're probably the fastest army, you know. I would say second would be Beasts of Chaos maybe, but... Um, but yeah, I, so I think speed kind of goes hand in hand and, and the threat range is going to help. And I think, I think those kinds of things are, are good. But yeah. again, what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is I think, I think the one part that I've been, I've been reading about, and we're going to be, we're going to come back and, and talk about what we expect and what we've seen, which are some good stuff. I'm not knocking them, but what I'm saying is 
people are talking about this Heden, Hedonites of Slanesh army as if it was terrible before. And if you didn't catch what oh. I was trying to do in the opening, I was trying to defend yeah. it. I mean, I got to tell you, I played a ton of games against this army. And none of them were easy. Win, lose, or draw, none of them were easy. So I'm thinking when I'm reading no. a lot of the stuff on the boards going, oh, thank God the Army's finally going to be good. I was like, well, what, have you, what? What, have you been, what have you been drinking? Because I'd like no. a little bit. What are you talking about? No, so, they, weren't ter- they weren't terrible. They were just extremely fragile. So it was, Well, they're, it they're was probably little... still going to be because that's, they're paper tigers. That's slanesh. They hit hard, but they yes. can't take a shot. Right. Well, they got more armor now on a lot of their things to to take those hits, though. That's... You know, I, but I'm I'm looking at the the, the, the new uh, the armored unit right now, and it's failing me. You know, in comparison to Slaves of Darkness, war, Warriors of uh, Warriors of uh, Chaos, I don't. I, I mean, I would think that the Warriors of Chaos. Are, I mean, Randy, what do you think? I, I think that they're a little bit better. I, I they, they they don't they don't have more I, I saves think, after saves. Yeah, I so, think Warriors of Chaos are are still overpointed. So, well, they're they're, I, 90, yeah. they're ninety points, I think, for five. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's too much. So, <laughs> okay. Well, we you know we might yeah. see some good special rules with the pain bringers, which are the heavy armored ones, or the twin souls, which have the two weapons. I mean, sure. right. they could yeah. be tremendous damage outputters and be cheap. Who yeah. knows? And, and depending on which which uh, faction they come out of, either the god seekers right. or the other ones, you know, literally they could get an after save just for being in one of those sub factions. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's all the allegiance abilities that are there too. So. Sure. All right. Well, let's, uh, let, let's continue the conversation here on, uh, on, on what we expect. Hey gang. I wanted to take a break in today's show to introduce one of our sponsors and a great store for all of your hobby needs. That's GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Open seven days a week, 12 to 12. GameStorm Gaming has got you covered for all of your hobby and gaming needs. They got Magic the Gathering, War Machine, X-Wing, Game of Thrones, Force of Will card game, PC gaming and repair, Warhammer 40K, and Age of Sigmar, and a ton more. Grab paints, brushes, cases, dice and a lot more at GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Stop in and see John and the gang there at GameStorm Gaming located at 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, or check them out on their website at GameStormGaming.com. Again, that's www.GameStormGaming.com. They also stay open past midnight for special cases and events. So get over there and get your nerd on with GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. 630-243-9330. 630-243-9330. Again, that's GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. GameStorm Gaming is a proud sponsor of Grimdark Live. We hope to see you there. All right, we are uh, we are still talking the perverts, man, Slanesh. And um, so here it is we're going to talk about a little bit about what we think we're going to be getting with the uh with the hedonites and 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 what the what the the new new book can i is that fair to say guys can i call it new new because we've got the new and now we've mm-hmm. got the new new right we got the new new book all right i'm yes. enough of that so the absolute current yeah. that's it we we know that um there's been there's been uh, a couple of the big changes obviously that we can talk about obviously the things that i've seen are we talked about a little bit earlier the depravity points i mean but I think we kind of knew that this one was probably going to change. And I kind of say that a little sheepishly because, you know, uh, we kind of expected it. And I, I, you know, knowing and expecting maybe are two separate things. But 
um, this this has changed. I, mean, I guess the general breakdown, and stop me if I'm wrong here, gang, is summoning now happens, I believe, at the end of the movement phase, which is Correct. different. Uh, yep. I think you can only uh, summon one unit per turn, I think. Yep. Um, now, we, we can get into the, the part that I don't understand here in a minute, but it, it, I think each summoning uh, costs you a number of depravity points. Uh, but I think there's a breakdown yep. there somewhere that I'm not quite grasping on that I might need someone to help me out on because I think the other part is depravity points are, are generated uh, at the end of the battle shock phase. I think it's one point for each uh, unit that was dealt a wound or mortal wound and not negated. So, so or lost was, models. Or lost model. Okay, so let's let me hang my hat right there and I want to hear your guys' points on you know, the, the changes to depravity points and, and see what they have to say about that. We'll just, you know, let, let's just go right around and see what everybody has to, what, what are your thoughts? Chuck, what do you think? Changes to depravity points. No, I, I think it's going to be a mixed bag depending on what army you take. Uh, if you're going to be more MSU focused, I think this is going to be worse than it was before, um, especially if you have a balanced army that can keep the opponent away or you're uh, a shooting-focused army, because what we're going to see is um, summoned units at the beginning of the you know turn one or two, taking objectives, going against the enemy, rushing them. Mm-hmm. Um, or we're going to see the speed armies with the Bliss Barb Seekers and the Bliss Barb Archers um, running amok straight into enemy lines. So... It, it is a change, but if you MSU your army, I think it's going to be worse than before. But if you take more of a balanced approach, it won't be as bad. Okay. All right. I, I like the way you put that. Randy, what do you think? Yeah, I like I like everything being able to generate the points, not just the, the heroes. And 12 points for a keeper is pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then also, you know, you guys will still summon, like, the units of demonettes and everything else down down the list or whatever, so... I guess it's funny you to know. think about the, the, the 12 points for the Keeper. I mean, that would effectively make his points kind of go down a little bit, right? <laughs> quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's quite a that's quite a points decrease, even if it's not direct. Yeah. I didn't think correct. about that, Randy. That was a good point, man. Justin, what do you think? Well, you're going to see this army built in one of two ways, and this is just my 5,000-foot my view of it. You're going to either see a fast, bliss-barb-based archery army okay. running around the table, with, uh, or you're going to see what will be probably known as the sacrifice army, which will be demonettes and things of that matter that are just going to barrel headlong into armies and just be sacrificed for the for the points. So yeah, that's a tactic. Sure, for, I mean, twelve mm-hmm. points for a greater demon. Okay, so you got five man units or ten man units of demonettes running across that. Every time they take one mortal wound or one wound or lose a model. They generate a DP point for every unit that does it. Well, three units run across, that's three DP right there. You know, while your Bliss Barb are picking things off from range, and if they take damage from any kind of spell, there's a DP. So generating DP points a turn, I think you're going to see anywhere from three to six a okay. turn, maybe more. So, let, let, so, Justin, let me let me ask you this. Are you saying that the, 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 the depravity points are... Are, are they costed per unit or per model in the unit? It's okay. So the way it works is it's for any unit that takes damage, mortal wound, or loses a model from the unit generates one depravity point. I see. Okay. Per. Per. Okay. Well, no, it's only one. It's only once for battle shot. So you only get one point. It's not multiple. You don't. If you lose ten guys out of a unit, you don't get ten depravity points. You get one. 
Okay. All right. Because it's counted as the unit once the unit takes its battle shock test. So that's why, I, that's, what that's what I was saying. If we see armies of uh, 10 units of archers and we're shooting and killing one model per phase or turn or whatever and getting our depravity, but it's 10 depravity points per turn. Right. But sure. you got, if you have, if you have 10, units 10 different targets, yeah, sure. Targets, sure. But the yeah. smart player is not going to sit there and focus fire. They'll focus fire down one unit at a time to mitigate the amount of depravity points that are instead of spreading out their damage all over the place, because the more damage you cause to this army, the more depravity points it's going to generate and the faster they're going to generate. So that's how you can shut this army down real quick. Okay. All right. I, I, that, that's kind of an interesting point. So, all right. Well, so with that, you said, Justin, I do, do you, do you, would you say that this, that overall the heat knights have improved or do you think, well, that's the thing is they're, they're gonna they're gonna find ways. A smart player will find ways to earn those well, points sure. really quick. Sure. And that's why I said you're gonna have a sacrificial army mm-hmm. where people are throwing, you know, they're throwing their weaker troops at you, like demon. A bunch of demon are like running that, right or, into the fray. Or hell, even throwing th- throwing things that take damage, you know, from swinging and hitting themselves. Because okay. I'm pretty because you know they're heat knights. They they they, yeah. they worship pain. So, you know. It's any. I think what the Duravity point says. Anytime it takes it, it takes damage, a mortal wound, or loses a model. So if there's ways for this army to hurt itself, there's more depravity points as well. So okay. All right. And I, look, I, I I agree with with that because I think I think the depravity points is probably the the biggest change or the most the, the massive change of the whole thing and of course if by, by reading the boards and seeing what all the actual slanish players are talking about that's what they're really keying in on um i mean basically you know like we've been talking about instead of heroes required for all the you know to do all the work you know maybe we're going to see less um you know uh, characters on the table as far as you know th- that that dependency for the uh depravity points um, but every unit in the table potentially has, or has the potential to do the, the depravity point. Um, I think that is going to be a huge, huge piece. I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of waiting, um, you know, to see how this really plays out. I think it's going to be kind of interesting. We, we could be going back to quite a, a lot of models on the table if, if we're not, uh, if we're not careful about it, because as a Beastman player, we, we use this mechanic as well with, uh, with, with, with the sacrifice, the herdstone. So, but I don't think to quite this level. Um, and, and, and if you think about it this way, practically speaking, most everything uh, costs to summon the most, I think is, 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 uh, 12 points and that's for the um individual for the uh, the, the greater demon right. um i think 30 for demonettes uh you know is, is is the maximum so that i've seen so pretty cheap on the well, I, depravity points i think they also change the summoning on them a little bit too to where they can only summon units within certain radiuses of things and we're uh, gonna 12, get 12 of the character nine yes. with right. the, of an enemy and yeah. and guys this is the next point i think the next thing that the, the that's a that's a big point is this locus of uh, uh diversion that's what you guys i think we're referring to this is the uh it, it no longer uh go first guess, rule yeah yeah it, it no longer has the the opponents within six inches fight last but now is i guess a one inch range or something like that 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 prevents the pylon moves until the next combat phase now this seems like a very interesting that a lot of people haven't really queued on queued, queued up on but it seems like a pretty interesting piece to me uh as far as a locus of of diversion now chuck what do you think you know honestly it's going to be a tremendous change i mean before when we were looking at 
targeting whatever model within the extended range beyond one inch, it was that's what got my RK on and uh, made him attack last. So if it is a one inch range, you know that can keep some of my units out of the fray and it can keep me beyond that limit. So yeah. I am open to this actually happening. Okay, nice, nice, Justin. What do you think? I think it goes in pair with what they uh, what I've been reading about why they why they changed it was. You want to do the damage or have the damage done to your units, but you don't want your units to die. So having this locus of depravity in there, keeping your opponent from piling into you, keeps the number of attacks coming across to destroy your unit. You, you, you'll take the damage, but you're not going to lose the sacrificial or the unit in general. So I think it's a safety net for them. Okay. Interesting yeah, point. I think I think it promotes more having units with your characters. So like right. you could corner clip or whatever, let them attack the unit and not being able to pile into your character on the side or whatever. So it yep. promotes more of the character and units instead of just characters. Keep it, yeah. keeping them on the unit where you need them, not the heroes. Right. Yep. I um I actually when I first saw this come out, I had to kind of take a double take because at first it uh it didn't really seem that great at first when when I first looked at this and but. To me, I think I think the secret sauce in this is it, it's going to take you know it, given how fragile some of the heroes that we talked about before in the Slanish army are. I mean, they're all paper tigers, uh, and even some even the units for that matter are, are kind of fragile. This can definitely help survive the, the the survivability. I would think of 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 prolonged combats with horde units. I think that's where a lot of this is going to get played in. I, th- I think they've kind mm-hmm. of this, this this locus of diversion is more of a hero protection defensive thing that I think to to Justin's earlier point where they're going to be slamming demonettes into uh, into an army for depravity points that defensive piece could help hold an objective or you know the units that are brought on through the depravity points could help you know so I think um uh I think that I guess from a from a tech a tactical standpoint I think the locus of diversion that we're going to be seeing with the slanish army is much better uh, to me, than the depravity points. I mean, the depravity points is like the big candy thing, right? Everybody, everybody was paying attention to that. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I I, I do kind of like that. So you know, it's funny. Depravity points to me in this army gets about as much attention as like Nurgle's, um, you know, after save. You know, the 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 disgustingly resilient. It's like that. That I remember when, in, in 40k when. Um, the Death Guard lost that. Everyone thought Death Guard was going to be terrible. Well, Death Guard isn't terrible. They're actually pretty good how they how they yeah. changed that mechanic. And I kind of see them uh, messing with the mechanics. And I think they've done it here with, with Heed Knights. So, so, gang, I'm going to throw it out there to you, man. I mean, uh, Randy, you know, throw it out to you first. Give me give us some other uh, other changes that you notice that, that are coming down the pike with the new uh, Heed Knights. Like I said, like, my, my favorite thing was not, not having to play the hosts and being able to mix up a few of the, you know, a little bit more mortals with, you know, or it could be, you know, beastmen or whatever and, and not actually have to try to squeeze it into, like, the certain host or whatever. So yeah, I, like I think that's what that. I, you know, that's what I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to. So, so there isn't, so, so the Heat Knight keyword doesn't play into that? No, no. So you still play the Allegiance ability, but it says you may choose a host. So the other one it said the last book it said you must choose a host. Oh, I, so, oh, I like it. May so, versus so, must. I like that. So you, yeah. So though now you could you know you could take your battalion of beastmen, put it in with the slash keyword, and still get your exploding sixes or whatever, but not have to you know fit you know three to six heroes in or you know two cavalcades playing all demon chariots with your you know try squeezing the beastmen or whatever. You could actually you know have more space to do stuff with. Got so. it. Yeah. All right. You just you just don't get the allegiance abilities of the actual book. Of the hosts. Yeah. Of the actual hosts. Okay. Yeah. So you're 
you're playing under a Salamesh flag versus a, you know, host like God Seekers or things or, like that. Yeah, Predators or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, so I mean, Justin, what are you, what are your thoughts, man? Some some, actually, some other changes that you keyed in on. The the big change I keyed on is the fact that it's the second shooting army in the, for Chaos that's coming out, and oh. I am more than excited for the fact that Chaos is actually catching up to some of the. The, the the order factions and other factions that have all that shooting because I mean big problems with a lot of armies that don't have shooting versus a shooting army is they got to get there quick and granted slanesh are fast as it is but now that they have threat ranges of 30 inches because of certain bows and you know they probably have poisons and other things that are going to be added to them through buffs through you know their their heroes I just the the simple fact that this army can keep you at bay and still do its job it's kind of exciting and sure. I'm glad to see that they're, they're, they're changing up armies a little bit to bring in all aspects of war, which would be, you know, ranged combat, close combat, magic combat, the whole nine yards and not just one focus on one area, you know, which has always been a gripe of a lot of the gaming community out there is, Oh, well I'm focused on close combat or I'm focused on the hero phase or sure. I'm, close, I'm focused on shooting. I don't have, unless I build, a generic, you know, generic list that cast a wide net and you run into the issues all over the place with that. Okay. So, all right. Well, I mean, Chuck, what do you think, man? What, what were some things that uh, you queued in on? So one thing that I queued on was a few of the battalions. Um, I don't know if we really touched on this a, a, that much, no. but uh, so there was one called the exalted speed Knights, which calls for six to nine units of seekers, um, but lets Ooh. them get a, uh, a scout move um, D six of them. You roll four, they get a six inch move and sort of what Justin alluded to before. They've got a 14 inch movement, a 16 inch shot range, uh, but it allows them to get possibly, you know, two thirds across the table to whatever objective they need in order to take it early and kind of put your opponent on their heels. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing that we really didn't talk about too much, which I did look up just a tad was Sigvald the Magnificent. Can I mention him a little bit? Sure. Go oh, roll God. with it. Yeah, let's do it. So, okay. So he's sort of, he, he can be a glass cannon, but man, it, when he is a cannon, he hits. So he had his, a new ability called powered by vainglory, which is where his charge roll on a 2d6 is his number of attacks. Now, you may not think that's that big of a deal because, you know, the average hero gets five. Well, he hits on a two, wounds on a three, has a negative two rend and D3 wounds. So let's say you get a 12, which I know is the maximum. But remember, we can re-roll charges so we can try and get that 12 as quick as possible or as have a little bit increased chance for it. Um, if he uh, strikes first, which he strikes at the beginning of combat anyway, uh, he would get 12 attacks. Well, there could be abilities within the book to allow him to attack twice. Well, that's 24 attacks. And when you hit on twos and threes, it's 14 wounds at negative two Ren D3 damage, uh, which is on average about 12 wounds, even after a four plus armor save. So he he also has exploding sixes and exploding sixes. So it's, it's potentially very threatening if he gets into the mix as like a support hero to, to, charge in like with a corner of a base and do 24 damage outright at, you know plus mortal wounds so and he's a pretty cool model so you know buy him and paint him up 
Sure. You know what? That, that's, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that guy up. And, and you know something else I'm glad about? I'm glad that they, when they reproduced the model, he didn't yeah. have the assless chaps thing going on. I mean, you see a little cheek. He's, a little cheek. Yeah, he's got armor. Know, but, that's He likes armor. You know, but he, you know, it's uh, <laughs> just a little cheek. All right, good stuff, man. Yeah. So, I mean, what, where do you guys think, I mean, where do you think Slanesh is going to top out in the next, you know, well, hopefully, you know, the, this, this, this COVID nightmare, you know, ends and we can actually get back out to playing tournaments again. Yes. And my prediction is this, the reason why I started to defend the Heed Knights in the beginning was this was a, a top three, top five army before. Oh my and gosh, yeah. So I, I don't see, I see them being about that, if not better. I mean, Chuck, what say you? Uh, you know, I think they're going to be in the in the top five, definitely. The book is going to hit. People are going to have armies ready to go already because, like you said, it's 18 months old or 16 months old from its previous release. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're going to see top three, top five finishes round the clock. I think so. I think so. Justin? Yeah. I think it's going to be at the hands of the general and the ones that find the niches in the book. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to put it in the top five top six somewhere in there yeah we, we all we've said it a thousand times man is it the is it the the army or the general i you know what it, it's the general for the most part but the army is a big helper that this you yeah. know there's a lot of armies right now that are that are pushing real hard for those top five spots yeah, and right. i think this right. one is going to have you're going to have to have a good general behind this army to get it into that top five and that's why i play nobblers <laughs> oh yeah, three hundred of them, right? The greatest yeah, yeah. army on the table, Randy. God knows, three hundred Noblars is going to end up being in the top five anytime soon. Yep. They, you watch. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you're, yeah, you're like, eating your words. You, you yeah, purple slanish wearing shirt person. <laughs> yeah, just, just you know, this, this like you said, like this, this army requires finesse, unlike Noblars. You know, it doesn't take a you know, it takes a smart person to to, to, to pilot them. So you know what, you son of a to you know, pile them. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't have to move them. They, they fill up the whole table. He doesn't yeah. move them at all. You know, uh, folks, what I'd like to put out there to our listeners here <laughs> is uh, is is one thing, and this is this is for this is for a Grimdark Live T-shirt. Uh, whoever can write in the comments of the show here why Nobblers are great and why why my three co-hosts here are complete mental midgets. Uh, wins the best, uh, win, wins the best on their opinion of nobblers, of course, uh, wins, yeah. wins a t-shirt. So, so there, there it is. There's the new contest. Whoever can <laughs> describe why nobblers are the greatest and why my three co-hosts here are completely out of touch and have no taste or tact whatsoever. Hey, they're nice t-shirts. <laughs> us us three won't come up short though. So, <laughs> all right, we're coming back with the question of the day. Hey gang, I really hope you're enjoying the Grimdark Live show so far. Thanks for being with us. But before we get to the question of the day, I want to ask you to head over to GrimdarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker by becoming a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in, and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimdarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimdarkLive.com, you should know that Grimdark Live isn't just there for entertainment. We're a full-time miniatures assembly and painting service. We have three different levels that we currently paint to, and we provide free quotes. So let us know if you have something you need painted, and we'll get it done for you. And if Patreon or painting isn't something you're ready to do at this time, we totally understand. 
and thank you for spending time with us here on Grimdark Live. So with that said, let's get to the question of the day. The question of the day. So that's where we're at right here. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna th- I'm gonna throw this out to my uh, my co-hosts here first. Chuck, you know you're you're in the barrel first, man, on this one. So let's hear the answers. If you could give just one one piece of advice to a brand new player coming into the hobby, what would that advice be? So. I would have to just let them know that uh, Age of Sigmar has one of the most open and uh, welcoming communities in the gaming sphere that you will ever ever encounter. Right. Um, and it also provides one of the best and open uh, gaming, what am I trying to say, a- areas to play in, such okay. as... There's a there's a wide spectrum that you can choose from between armies and play styles and things like that. Uh, so there's a lot of diversity within the game itself. So, so what's it's the n- one piece of advice though? The one piece of advice that I would give them is is have fun. Uh, do don't take it too seriously and uh, play something that you like. Okay. Don't just don't just buy what's on the shelf. Like find the system whether it's uh, Warcry or playing thousand point vanguard armies or whatever play to that t and play what you like and enjoy okay i like it randy if you could give just one piece of advice to a brand new player what would it be coming into the hobby cold yeah basically play what you you know thinks looks coolest you know as your first army just you know you're going to be sitting there painting and practicing and you know and like you gotta have yeah gotta have some type of you know draw to the the army or whatever just just go what you think looks cool and you know start with that you know you can worry about tournament armies later and you know you know buying specific you know models for a you know tournament list or whatever just you know get your fun casual games in first whatever and then escalate it up to a you know tournament level but you know play at the core you know it's just a you know have fun hang out with friends and join the community and just you know play what looks cool all right all right, Justin, one piece of advice, man. Start small. That's oh, the best yeah. advice I can give you. This game has a cost of entry. It's, it's, it's just the way, our, it's the way the hobby is. So start small. Buy your book. Buy your rules. Read your book. Determine what models you want. And then, say, build a 500-point list. And then expand upon that list. Always small. start small because then you're not going to get overwhelmed by what you're doing. I mean, I've been in the hobby for 27 years, and I've got more models than I can count, but I started small on mm-hmm. every single army I've ever built. Yeah. Got it. All right. Uh, yeah, my advice would be, you know, take take your time, you know, and, and appreciate what the hobby is, is is all about, which is about relationships and friendships, you know. Um, the easiest thing in the world to do is, is probably to get somebody, anybody to play a game with you. Uh, the toughest thing in the world sometimes can be, it would be to get that person to play a second game with you or a third game with you. So I guess in a way, don't be a short pants and, you know, you know, appreciate what this hobby gives you beyond the model, the glue, the cutters, the paint, 
the brushes. And that's that's the relationships. That's the, the commitment we have to each other and to growing this community and the friendships. So that's uh, that would be my uh, my advice. So, but you know what? We're not done yet, man. We got to, we got the closing thoughts coming up. But Justin, you got something you wanna you wanna bring up before we get to the closing thoughts of the day. Well, everybody out there in our Grimdark Goon universe, um, it's been a long time coming, but we now have a Grimdark Discord. I have posted the actual key link in the show notes below. Feel free to drop in. We have several areas for talking and commenting, hobby hangouts. Uh, we're going to be doing archives and all kinds of things of our shows and all kinds of fun. So I'm going to be putting, I'll be running competitions and other things out of our Discord, but I have linked to the Discord in the show notes and you guys here are welcome to come in. When you come in, just PR, we'll get you tagged up and hey, welcome. Nice. Nice. Very, very cool, man. Very cool. All right, Randy, closing thoughts, man. Give us your wisdom. Yeah, so uh, we all know about the the giant snow that just went through and whatever. Uh, for those who don't know, I have some heart pre-existing conditions, and while shoveling or whatever, my uh, my neighbors decided to uh, basically both from both ends uh, snow uh, uh, snow blow all the entire sidewalk up into the because I I live on a corner lot which happens to be the bus stop of the area, and they literally did like you know. All my sidewalks in a third of my my driveway, you know, just you know, just hanging out and helping, whatever. I'm like, you know, so if you, you know, for those out there, whatever, help help neighbors and, you know, you know, or just give a call to somebody you're concerned about that may, you know, you know, because it is it is cold and, you know, just you know, community up and you know, group group together. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely be there for your. Uh for your friends and don't forget to write that little soliloquy at the end of the show here on why novelers are great and why my my co-hosts don't know what the hell they're talking about nice t-shirts just saying all right man well great show everyone and all of our grimdark goons i uh, would like to thank all of you all you awesome people for being back with us and listening again for another great show we look forward to having you back next time we discuss all things related to dice dragons demons and dwarves and the warhammer world so please don't forget to join us next Tuesday. There we go again. Uh, also, uh, please don't forget to hit the like or subscribe button if you haven't already done so and follow our podcast. So until then, until we meet again, remember, roll them dice fun and fair and don't be a freaking short pants. Well, go ahead, guys. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Dark Live would like to thank you for slumming through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer Worlds. We'll be back again real soon, so until then, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a frickin' short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on our live show, or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang, there'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice chucking blue sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing blue. Remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game. 
check us out at GrimDarkLive.com, and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend GrimDark Live to your friends. So long, GrimDark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. Short pants.